Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net. Was the night before lockdown. Hello, it's Simon Lewis here from Onshaw.net with another COVID-19 special episode of If I Were the Minister for Education. Well, it's the night before lockdown and I'm in my house. I'm recording a podcast and trying to think of a word that rhymes with house that isn't mouse. Just louse. Anyway, that's not everything that could go wrong in this podcast. This is a midweek podcast that I record without a script where I look at what's been going on uh, this week, um, if anything happens uh, during lockdown. And uh, for example, if the Minister for Education says something, does something, if our uh, representative bodies do something or say something, or if something major changes, which of course it did last night when Ireland went into lockdown number two. And this time it is personal because everything is shut down uh, more or less in this country uh, except for construction uh, well Fianna Fáil are in government and schools uh, because children need to be child-minded or educated educated that's quite right so basically uh, I thought uh, what I would do is I would have a look at the reaction to Ireland going into its second lockdown uh, for the next six weeks. Um, I'm recording this on the Tuesday. This is the evening before um, we officially go into uh, this lockdown. So I may miss a few um, compromises that come along the way. Um, But overall, I hope that I will be able to give a flavour of what's been happening. And after that, I'm going to go through some of your tweets and Facebook messages about level five and how we're all going to get it. I'm recording this episode on uh, Tuesday the 20th of October 2020 um, on lockdown eve basically the night uh, before we all go into level 5 lockdown uh, for the second time and uh, I'm recording this um, I suppose the day after the INTO came out with a, a Frankly, I'm going to call baffling, um, and only baffling because they haven't done it in so long, really strong statement um, where they listed five demands from uh, the government and NFET, um, you know, to ensure that that their members' health was um, looked after. And this is after several months of ignoring uh, the fact that our health wasn't being looked after in any way and, and completely ignoring uh, members' calls for better measures uh, for health. But anyway, yesterday they listed five demands um, if we were to go into level four or level five of, um, of, of, of restrictions. Um, and there were calls for the schools to close uh, for an extra week after midterm break. Uh, John Boyle calls the plans for schools shambolic and which I mean ironically I, I just think I, I don't know how, I don't know where they get off to be honest with you but you know the INTO 
pretty much wrote the plans for reopening schools, if you would believe what you hear. Um, they were at the top table, they were they looked over every word, um, and, and the plan really has their muddy paws all over it. However, um, as we have heard from previous episodes, if um, education was a, 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 a school yard football game, um, the INTO were that child it was that child who didn't know what position they played in there sometimes they play in attack sometimes they play in defense sometimes they want to be the referee and then sometimes they run off with the ball because they don't get their own way and certainly yesterday um, they went on the attack now they looked for five measures um, which they outlined on their website um, all of which were, were absolutely reasonable in August when they should have been demanding them um, and they certainly are reasonable still um, as we go into level five where they look for um, safety measures for schools and their members. Now um, I I was interested in, in this because they obviously knew this was happening I suppose we all knew this was going to happen so a strong statement before that happens I suppose is, is, is an easy tactic I think some of the other unions were doing something similar I know the ASGI at second level are balloting their members for industrial action so I guess the mood is low and um, we're in situations really where I suppose the whole thing is out of control and moving to level 5 well, it sounds, you know, I suppose like a Halloween movie. It's all very eerie and scary sounding and everything else. The reality is, what difference will it make unless people buy into it? Whether we're on level one, two, three, four, or five, we need people obviously to um, do what they should be doing um, in order to keep this virus at bay. And the myth, I suppose, that schools seem to be exempt from this virus, that the virus stops at the school gates as some people have put it uh, just doesn't make sense uh, the, this mantra that you know the, the virus spreads in communities and not in schools and if communities are safe then it won't spread in schools it, to, to me just logically makes no sense I mean schools are parts of communities and the things that go on in schools every single day do absolutely have to contribute to the virus spreading. If you have small classrooms with no ventilation and you have up to 35 people in that room, whether some of them are small or not, none of them wearing masks, sitting in there for five hours a day, it's it's unlikely um, that nothing is going to happen because of that. And, and, and um, whether the virus is outside of the school building or not, um, it's going to come in and come out um, in the same manner as it comes in and comes out of GAA celebrations or w house parties or whatever it might be. There's very, very little difference, only the size of the people and the responsibility they have to society. However, should we be shutting down schools is the question I'll be answering um, and I'll be answering it straight away because the minute that question is asked, you have people who do not work in education uh, immediately call teachers whingers and basically start saying you know you're on the f um you know you you know the, you don't hear nurses and doctors complaining about this but you know at no time have teachers called for absolute closing of schools in the last uh, few weeks where we're back in school we've been back in school for uh, several weeks now with all the children um, some uh, schools have had a number of cases of COVID-19 and they have had to almost fight to ensure that um, close contacts were identified. There seems to be a huge um, question mark over 
uh, the HSE's identification process of what is a close contact. Um, I have gone through this experience myself in the last week and um, I certainly uh, can see why those question marks are there despite having a good experience um, with uh, the HSE service. Um, I can see why the question marks are all there um, and um, it, it's something to, to, to think about. Now for those uh, people who claim to uh, us to be whingers, um, Micheál Martin uh, last night, finally, uh, eight weeks too late, uh, called us frontline workers who should be treated the same as any frontline worker, um, which I would translate as ensuring that we get whatever privileges, if we can call them that, but I'm going to call them safety measures of other um, frontline workers, such as proper PPE gear and not having to provide it ourselves. Um, I also, uh, we should be getting fast tracked uh, testing, uh, mass testing as well, I, I, would, I would think would be something that would be needed. And uh, obviously we would need um, to, uh, sorry, to ensure that um, we had access to things like the flu vaccine as a priority. Um, however, um, it's very easy for Micheál Martin to say things like, yes, teachers, you are frontline workers and we should clap you and we'll light candles for you as Josefa Madigan seemed to do, but that's not good enough when you are um, taking a risk to your health and possibly your life by going into work. Um, I don't think it's whinging, um, but you know, look, if that's whinging, well, I'm just going to take that on the chin. Um, so there are my own thoughts, really. Uh, today came, anyway, last night came uh, with the announcement after nine o'clock that uh, we are in lockdown level five. And today, uh, the INTO, after their big demands, met with NFET, who they issued the demands to. And soon after, they um, issued a second statement uh, reiterating their demands, but also backing down completely. Um, so we will not be getting that uh, uh, closing down schools for the extra week after midterm. And none of the things that they're demanding really are um, seem to be seem to be happening um, and I presume sometime at the last minute possibly by the time you're listening to this there will be more changes but for now um, it looks like we're back to where we were um, with our schools um, in no better shape than they were before we got to level five. So with that in mind I took to uh, social media as I often do on these special podcasts to ask practicing teachers and uh, practicing staff what do they need or what do they think they would need to feel safe during a level five uh, restriction with the schools opening? And I asked that question only this morning and I was amazed by uh, this time there were over 50 responses on both Facebook and Twitter and uh, much of them were, were, were uh, very similar. But I've, as, as I've done in these uh, episodes, I, I think I bow down to uh, other people's expertise uh, in this area. I am certainly nowhere near an expert I'm in this. I have one opinion, one opinion that's probably wrong uh, in a lot of ways, um, but it's interesting to see some of the people that have responded uh, to the question. And I'm just going to run through those answers now. Um, I'm going to look first at Facebook. Uh, because Facebook, as I said, always gives uh, you people the opportunity of longer answers. And there were quite a lot of answers uh, to uh, my question. And uh, I, I enjoyed uh, some of the answers uh, here because they were uh, very well thought out, as always. Um, and some of them um, quite, um, I suppose, quite, quite 
um, revolutionary I suppose is probably too strong a word uh, but certainly um, they're, they're good ideas um, and uh, maybe uh, worth considering um, maybe uh, maybe after Christmas if this uh, lockdown doesn't work we need to be planning though like and I suppose uh, I'll give my own Facebook comment before I move into everybody else's in my opinion really what the government have really done is I, I've been saying since August or since July, August, that the government's uh, plan for keeping schools open and reopening schools was a, could be summed up in a single emoji, a fingers crossed emoji. And last night I, I, I changed that to uh, basically two fingers crossed. I mean, they've, they're, you know, I, I think they're just really, really, they're just really, really hoping uh, that nothing goes wrong and that's the best they can do. So let's get on to some of the ideas. Emma uh, has come up with an idea that it certainly was out there in the past uh, and I've heard uh, spoken about by splitting the day into two by two hour sessions, um, half the class in each section, um, and it's a it's a really uh, it's one option. And I think what the government need are a few options, and this is definitely one simple one where everybody goes to school every day, but you have a morning shift and a and, a, and, a, and an afternoon shift, let's say, and you go to one or the other. Now this works in some ways; it doesn't work in other ways. It does rely on. Uh, flexibility in uh, of workplaces because remembering um you know part while while i know uh, the politicians and the public are saying this is all for the children's mental health it's all for their welfare it's all for their well-being it's all for their education this uh, a lot of this is to do uh, with allowing uh, the economy to go on and that we are babysitting children and childminding children and that's look i don't have a problem with that and I, I i know saying that out loud might sound crass because you know that's not our job uh, to be we aren't babysitters we're not glorified babysitters um but in this case part of our job is to mind children while parents work so it is it's a good system um and the idea of uh, having splitting your class in two means that you only have half the numbers in your room which again reduces reduces at um the the risk within the room because fewer people in a room means less risk so uh, a very good idea Henri, um uh, it, close any class with a positive case immediately so if there's a positive case in a class close the class and that's really interesting because uh, and basically it says test all the pupils and the staff involved in the class and i think that's a really interesting one really because at the moment it's 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 basically uh, the close contacts are just the pod now we all know this is ridiculous and um, we do it but we know it's ridiculous and to be honest with you Henri's idea does give a lot more reassurance and certainty but one thing that he didn't say which um i think is is another outcome of this is if a whole class has to be sent home for a couple of weeks okay it's going to inconvenience people for a couple of weeks but it is just a couple of weeks um and and uh, and with testing and all that kind of stuff is that you can actually then do remote learning with all the class there one of the problems is if you have half uh, or a few members of a class at home and a few members at a class in school the teacher can't be in two places at once so if everybody's at home, then the teacher can work from home, the children can work from home. I know it's inconvenient and childminding would be a problem there, um, but it's an option. Um, I think it's an interesting one. Uh, David has, has a number of suggestions. Uh, I'm going to click the see more here. Could go on. He's seven suggestions. Yes, that's two more than the INTO had. Um, rapid testing. Yeah, mentioned that. Ban on any non-essential visitors to school. We already kind of have that. Um, ban Croke Park hours. I think most schools are kind of done that anyway um, without kind of saying it publicly um, extended outdoor break times I think that's fair um, yeah good idea free free flu vaccine I mentioned that uh, substitution for sections of cleaners 
that is provided if it's a COVID case, but I would agree it should be for any case. Um, very hard to get um, substitutes in both those uh, uh, those areas. Um, contact tracing system to be upgraded so schools aren't left in limbo. Um, yeah, exactly. They're all very good suggestions. Um, Angela says to be allowed to follow the same health and safety guidelines as everyone else. I, I, I agree and disagree uh, with Angela here. I do think schools do uh, I do need to be compared more to hospitals than everywhere else, um, but I do think we can do more to reduce the risk. Um, Michelle, any class with a positive case should close, so we've said that already. Fewer children, bigger rooms. Well, we can't sort the bigger rooms out overnight, but we can do the fewer children, uh, most certainly. Sheila, weekly testing for teachers and school staff, just like hospitals. God, I don't know if I'd have a nose left. As my son said, it felt like a bear scraping his nose, um, which is uh, which is probably what it feels like. I haven't been tested yet, so um, my son has not uh, sold it to me very well. Ashling has uh, advertised some air purifiers. I don't know if she sells them, but I, I, I imagine she doesn't um, because the uh, link was to a picture. Um, I don't know if they actually are very effective these air purifiers but maybe they are and then John uh, in, in very helpfully just put a hashtag keep schools open um, which is what we're trying to do um, but thanks John uh, for that hashtag it's a it's a good hashtag um, nice and snappy um, moving on to the Twitter uh, to Twitteries uh, Twitter people uh, Caroline uh, goes on about rapid testing um, uh, equality for SNAs good group to follow by the way is um well, it was, uh, they they only um, they said they agree with most peop- uh, most of the tweets, uh, which I haven't read yet. But they want clear guidelines on what constitutes a close contact. Yeah, I think there's a lots of disagreement on what what a close contact is. Most of us realise that a pod is not simply a close contact. I I would say anyone who's on the bus, um, and and then maybe more. You know, who's it's really hard to find. I get how difficult it is to ma- monitor that, but uh, very very. Uh, very important reduce class sizes blended learning option i think is absolutely essential i've so i gave uh, four hours of my life uh, to explore blended learning i thought uh, schools would be closed by now uh, clearly i'm wrong um, but uh, i think they're going to remain open as much as possible i still have this feeling that we might have a second week uh, after the midterm uh, for for um that there'll be a, some sort of compromise there. I don't. I don't know how good what what good it'll do. It might uh, keep a few people happy, but I'm not really sure. So quicker tests, quicker results, quicker contact rate. Yeah, exactly. Just fast tracking all that kind of stuff. Uh, Trina's done some uh, lovely um, um, arrow emojis uh, uh, to help me with this reading um, on this. I really like Trina's tweets. She's if you don't follow uh, Trina Golden. Trina Golden, I really recommend it. She's a really good way of looking at everything. She's been following um, this in depth all the way through since March, and all of her tweets are generally very well crafted and um, well worth a follow if you are uh, not following her already. Um, she says, I'm just looking at anything she has here. Yeah, I think staffed and resourced option for parents to keep kids uh, home by choice. So we need to staff that. Uh, I totally, I, I'm absolutely with her on that one. I think it's a real. That's the key missing ingredient here um, and again um, we need to have a fully resourced blended learning option should things deteriorate further which they probably will um, we need to retain developing school posts that's from a developing school that's Neve, who is in a developing school absolutely agree with her developing schools are unbelievably badly treated um, or, um, generally and it's no different in COVID times um, uh, if you are in a developing school you'll know all the um, difficulties you just 
it, it, it just it's penny pinching stuff but it's it's very annoying and that's uh, certainly uh, one uh, consequence of it uh, Fiona goes for the half in half out measure I uh, think that's another option similar uh, to what we were talking about before um, the two shifts in this case it would be maybe uh, every second day or every second week uh, goes on for rapid testing all that kind of stuff uh, accurate numbers um, need to be um, published um, I think it's really interesting to see the pub, uh, the figures that are being published. You've got um, NFETS figures, which are very low, 246 cases, uh, I, I believe, uh, today, in total uh, of schools, whereas um, a group, which I think are wonderful, they, they're just a group of parents, I think, who decided uh, to set up a Facebook group where people could uh, report when their schools uh, sent out letters, say there were cases, and um, they have... Uh, I, th I think it was 9% of primary schools um, are, are, are cases in 30 odd percent of secondary schools so um, I don't know we're certainly talking over over a thousand schools um, having cases that's not 246 cases I don't know I mean it's 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 it's, it's interesting Um, I think um, one of the problems uh, you know again get about feeling safe uh, Katrina Hand another person well worth a follow in terms of uh, COVID-19 analysis comes up with some really interesting uh, tweets um, and advice uh, for, for, for people uh, for, for primary schools um, and uh, well well as I said well worth a follow um, but she suggests addressing historical staffing issues is absolutely critical and she's absolutely right um, because historical staffing issues um, basically um, particularly in the area of um, as, as special education needs uh, they've been chopped about since 2011 maybe even 2004 uh, or 2005 I believe uh, when the first signs of cuts actually came right in the middle of the Celtic Tiger uh, D is looking for sinks and classrooms um, yeah you, you would think that would be uh, that would be already happening uh, clearly not uh, reduce school bag weights and hourly mask breaks um, okay that's from A. McN who's a um, who I do know, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know why people will be bringing in school bags these days with any books in them. Um, now, I presume with the early mask breaks, that's something to do with second level. So um, anyway, Deirdre Kilhawley, Deirdre, the option for parents and students to choose distant learning, CO2 monitors for classrooms. Yep, we actually have them in our rooms, and uh, if they work, there, there there isn't really a noticeable increase. Uh, uh, Terence, quicker contact tracing. This is coming in a lot. Half in, half out approach. Mask for upper primary, says Colette, and more transparent contact tracing. I'd agree with that. Um, changes do have to happen over the midterm to allow us to return safely. That's a very, very, very important sentence. Um, Sue, who's a school cleaner, wants to provide it with PPE. I, I'm surprised she isn't. Uh, we provide our cleaners with full PPE. And I'd like to know what the procedure is, should there be a positive case. So that's interesting. Um, she asked, would she be informed? And uh, because she, the child would have touched surfaces that she cleans. And she was told that not every child uses them. So really interesting perspective uh, from uh, a school cleaner. Um, you know, if there is a case, surely um, they should know. That's quite quite true um Aoife, proper contact tracing um terence then says sorry no dedicated contact tracing for school i think at this stage because we're the only things open um we we, we should have that um absolutely uh, medical grade masks provided to staff i agree um we can't buying our own isn't good enough surely surely not um 
masks for all children except uh, for those who can't wear them and parents keep children at home if possible um yeah i think that should be an option for all parents this threatening them with tusla now the threat of tusla is is i don't know um seems to really still be a thing uh parents i've spoken to and i said listen I, i've said to our parents please don't if you need to keep your child at home keep them at home if you don't feel safe and the response but what about tusla do you know what Tusla are not going to be visiting anybody anybody's houses this year. Um, I mean, geez, even outside of uh, COVID nineteen times, they don't they 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 barely um, do their job um, in terms of uh, attendance. So um, I wouldn't be worrying now in COVID times. But look, it's it's a it's one of those things. It's like the uh, monster under the bed or the or the boogeyman or whatever that there's a threat of it, even though it doesn't exist. And I I, I would say Tusla's um, education welfare officers as brilliant as they are in their jobs there's not enough of them they don't have enough power uh, they've basically delegated half of their most of their work to the to the school principals um so effectively you know and they don't have time to chase up all these cases so they're kind of like a boogeyman really um peter says additional funding required because we've money doled out um Kamira, um has said second class upwards wearing mask we've got to ban visors okay interesting i think i think people realize at this stage that visors aren't effective um so that's fair enough cogsy uh, everyone in the class tested if the case positive i think that's fair uh kim v Buccelli. oh yeah this is the halloween thing a uh, smaller class sizes partial opening where kid goes in once or twice a week um Gianluca, half in half out uh, online options better just yeah so normal stuff there someone said close schools i i don't know um oh no he says close schools or be honest about case numbers i think um it should be close it, it should be well i wouldn't say close schools but certainly be honest about case numbers should be just be a definite uh, mass mandatory smaller class sizes um yeah again dedicated tra uh, t track and trace teams for schools in each lea and now i, I i'm kind of getting interested in this I've seen uh, people referring to LEAs in education in Ireland. Now, LEAs, I presume, are lo local education authorities. Now, I could be wrong here, um, but um, we don't have local education authorities. But our equivalents, I suppose, are, are, are uh, would be if we could get them together. I think we have the ETB structure as our version of LEAs, but most people aren't affiliated with uh, ETBs. So um, anyway... Um, I hate to say it, diocese, dioceses, I don't even know how to pronounce the word, but uh, we do need um, track and trace teams dedicated in areas. Um, IFA uh, reiterates clean uh, rapid testing, rapid contrast, clean air filtration systems fitted. Can be done cheaply, apparently. I don't know if it can, but, you know, I, I, I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but, um, yeah, uh, it, it certainly is something to consider. Um, I think the problem with this though is we have so many schools that's 4,000 schools that would have to be kitted out every room and I don't know I mean it's like everything um, if we if we didn't have as many schools it might be possible but we have so many uh, that it might uh, that it probably isn't possible and would they be useful in old buildings what about fitting them would take a long long time if you fitted even if you fitted 10 a day it would take over a year to fit them all um, Mary F uh, reduced class sizes collect lease an extra week of midterm um, in conjunction with level 5 measures might start the, the ball rolling you know and that, that's that's possible yeah I mean someone replied there lore saying it might show that schools actually are part of the problem and no one on government wants to admit that see I don't know if that will be the case um, I think um, if we don't 
close down, right, for this extra mid uh, week of midterm, and cases go up, it does show that schools do transmit disease. If nothing happens, then there won't be the blame on schools. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think I think only keeping schools open has put the government in a very risky position that if it, this all goes pear-shaped and goes totally out of control, they have very little else to blame. I don't think, you know, they probably will still blame house parties and GAA celebrations, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, Louis, Louis, Louis Wu uh, doesn't think it can be done. Um, yeah, I mean, could be right. I don't think it, it, it is possible to keep schools safe, but... We're, we're you know we're, we're talking about this is frontline no frontline job is safe 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 but uh to keep it as safe as possible he suggests or she i, I presume it's a he because it's louis um wear masks minimum two meters distancing is a must now minimum two meters distancing if that's a must that means we have to reduce class sizes to ensure two meters and that mean that is going to be difficult now when it was left to our own devices remember back in august john boyle was shouting and bawling that we wouldn't be able to uh, we'd have to be sending um, children home because we, are, we have our supersized classes and then, you know, nobody. there's not one child in this country that wasn't allowed to come to school because of supersized classes. So, you know, it's 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 not something. Um, I think if it's left to our own devices, that will happen. Nicola, prioritising vulnerable children and frontline workers' children, including teachers for in-school teaching. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I would add uh, children from disadvantaged backgrounds. I would also add uh, when I said when you say vulnerable, I would also you know mean children with uh, additional needs um, and things like that. So that's that's fair enough. Um, and proper online facilities for remote learning. Now, who's going to do that? Um, we need uh, to look at roles there. Uh, somebody just said spacing, um, which I, I I think is uh, actually a very valid uh, thing to say. Um, I've got Annie. Oh, Annie asked a question. My thoughts on the English language learners at A1 level who have no one at home who speaks English. They've been left out of this discussion entirely. She's absolutely right. Now, Annie often tweets uh, this podcast with a, a thought-provoking question uh, that usually stumps me. Um, and this is right on the half hour. So, um, Annie, I, I, I think it's a really, really good point. We've got several families um, in this country where English is not the first language and um, expecting them to learn remotely um, is very difficult when nobody is there in the house to help. Um, and I, I, I would suggest, therefore, that children in this situation should also be prioritised to come to school um, during this time. Now, how that's identified, I guess, is through um, the assessment, uh, where uh, the EAL assessment, and uh, to see what level they are at. And I guess that's our best bet. Um, maybe, maybe uh, asking parents whether they uh, feel they have um, the ability to maybe work remotely, um, and if they feel they don't, then that's that's possibly good enough. So it's a really good question, Annie. And, and actually, you're right. Uh, they have been left out of the discussion, and that's um, well, well, a point well made. Um, Dr. Marie de Burka, who also is someone worth following uh, around COVID-19, lots of experience um, and lots of research done. Um, she has given a long list here, uh, which is very impressive for a tweet. Um, and um, all, all of those points have been um, definitely uh, well made already. Uh, just looking through them there. Um, I've got spacesuits for teachers and SNAs to wear over their own clothes. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Um, they might look ridiculous, but 
people in multinationals wear them um the only thing that's not covered would be the face where which we wear masks over and hands which we sanitize regularly but geez it would keep us warm put it that way with all the windows open um that would be interesting um we'd be astronauts as well as teachers like it i like it um our um more space less students uh, ppe yeah all the same there and an allowance of a good coat Ooh, uh, that'd be nice i've i i got a I just tell you as a, as a as a little story um when i joined the ippn board um i i, I um i as you know uh, regularly listening to this i didn't last very long on the board i lasted about six to eight months depending on who you're talking to and uh one of the things that when i joined the board was i uh, my first responsibility was to go to the ippn uh conference uh and help help out at that and i was looking after various stands and i got to go to uh look after some of the the, the dignitaries and things like that but um one of the things i got as being a board member is i got a lovely uh, badge um from the ippn really nice little badge which i which i wear uh, despite not being being on it it's a lovely uh, lovely little thing uh, but also i got a coat um we all got a coat with ippn embroidered on it and uh, as i said uh, they can take me off the board but they can't take away my coat i wear that coat outside every day uh, when I, uh, hail rain and shine when i'm helping with the traffic um steo uh, says hazmats question mark now for those of you who don't know what a hazmat is i i i i can't remember what a hazmat is but i do remember i remember rec- i recall uh hazmats being talked about uh when we were talking about the full inclusion model uh last year when um canadian uh, teachers um were reported to be wearing these things hazmats because uh, children with uh, profound needs were attacking them and biting them and hazmats seemed to protect uh, them from being bitten so I, I don't know uh, two other uh, things K90, uh, KN95 masks medical mask half numbers availability of subs yeah that hasn't been mentioned um, and uh, we have let children who stay at home this is from Courtney at home do so some kids need to be in school others don't give the option and you know what what a really um, sensible sensible thing to say um, and that's kind of what I've been sort of saying to my own school community that you know if you can stay at home you should now what should happen then is that the government uh, provide us with the staffing to be able to teach these children you see what is one of the big problems we have um obviously in our school uh, good systems for communication in terms of learning through our um various learning and management systems google classroom and uh, seesaw in our in our school um and um if uh, parents feel confident enough to uh, help out uh, with their children's learning in order to stay safe then they should be afforded that opportunity so really that's where we um have it at this stage of the game um i have um i think there's a lot of ideas there for how we can stay safe i mean there was very few uh teachers or anybody there saying we should keep schools closed it seems to be this um the one thing that annoys me a a lot is that the government have two options keep schools open or keep schools closed and in reality really um we need we needed lots of different options weeks ago back in back in august when we were planning as i've given the example moldova the republic of moldova had seven different options uh, for covid 19 times we have we have two effectively open fully or close fully and we need to look at some of the uh, options that have been um I, I, not just me but lots of others have been ranting about over the last couple of months um i think uh um some of the measures where you children come in part-time 
but then more complex models which which need to be looked at uh, some of the children all of the time some of the children at home all the time and some of the children in school some of the time uh, i think is probably our best model however it would have to be done uh, through strict criteria so everybody knew where they were where they stood rather than schools making up their own rules and um, there's a lot of problems um with with doing nothing right now um if we want the i mean i suppose the only good thing and i'm not saying good as in positive uh, the only thing about this um decision to keep schools open and closing everything up is that we can possibly find out uh, for the first time whether uh, this virus does spread in school communities um once and for all um I'd rather we didn't have to uh, treat ourselves like guinea pigs in order to do that. Um, I'd rather have my uh, health um, and um, I'm sure I'm speaking for all people who work in schools when I say that. Um, however, it is one consequence and I'm not sure if other countries have done the same um, experimenting on uh, with that sort of hypothesis. Um, look, I think, um, I, as I said, I'm recording this on lockdown eve. Um, there are still four days until we go into the midterm break. I think during midterm break, uh, the INTO are going to be uh, busy making noise. Uh, I suppose we'll be following that here on this podcast, I imagine. Um, I think um, the INTO will not be closing its doors for midterm break. Uh, like They closed their doors uh, for two weeks after the school's reopening plan came out. And hopefully by Monday, the 2nd of November, we'll have a few changes. Um, really, everybody wants schools to be open um, for whatever the reason is, whether that's for childminding or whether that's because um, of uh, the reasons uh, that are being uh, projected out there. But it is not fair uh, for um, anybody uh, to be fodder in uh, in the schools uh, opening and we do need to look after our frontline workers which we are um and um we do need to put in place all of and many of the safety measures that have been outlined over the last 35 minutes or so i'll leave it there uh, thanks so much for listening and i'll be back on friday with my normal episode uh, of if i were the minister for education thanks so much for listening thank you and bye-bye <laughs>